0: This town needs an enema.
1: (laughs) Hey, Hunter. Hey, Nick. You know what you are? What? You are my number one guy. I'm Nick.
2: I'm Hunter. (laughs) (laughs) I keep keep sounding so done. (laughs) <laughs> I'm Hunter. Fucking goddamn.
1: Yeah, there's gonna be one point where we do an episode, and I'm just like, yeah, Hunter's done,
2: guys. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> it's over.
1: It's just me now. Uh, Hunter's done eat, with my bullshit.
2: Eat floor. High with, fiber. With my
1: bat bullshit. With your bat shit. With my bat, bat shit. shit. My bat shit. Because I'm bat shit. You're bat shit. <laughs> speaking of bat shit, I mean speaking of bat. <laughs> this is nyc actors talk batman this is our second episode uh last week we talked about the adam west batman
2: Dude, we did we did indeed talk about that and maybe
1: we should talk about it some more
2: oh god no let's move on i'm batman, so happy we're moving on <laughs> Batman. <laughs> i'm so happy we're moving on um, to
1: recap i enjoy it and appreciate it a lot and hunter did not
2: and it pissed hunter off so much
1: <laughs> but today we're talking about michael keaton batman i'm batman not i'm batman oh. more i'm batman That was pretty and, good thank you um, that was really good uh,
2: and more of jack jack nicholson hello <laughs> jack nicholson hey it's- how are you it's perfect. I don't know if Jack has ever come on the show. I mean, me. I don't know if I've ever come on the show before, but here I am. I'm your special guest. <laughs> no,
1: instead, we have a very even specialer guest, uh, Albert Nalthrop. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Welcome.
0: Thank you for welcoming me back. I appreciate it.
1: Of course. You, uh, you were with us for what, La La Land?
0: I think Lala. yeah, yeah, Lala. Feels like yeah. years I was wearing, ago. Funnily enough, I was wearing the same Batman: The Animated Series T-shirt. So I guess now I, every if every time I'm on the show, I have to wear this shirt. I guess it's a uh, tradition.
1: It's tradition. It's tradition. Yeah. tradition. Uh, well, welcome Hi. back. Uh, we're going to talk Thank about you. this fascinating uh, bat franchise, or at least half of this supposed franchise, because oh, we're not, yeah. we're not talking trying.
0: about. Uh, we're not talking about Joel, Batman Forever
1: or um, Batman and Robin. Uh, Joel, this Joel, what's episode.
0: his last name? Why am I like liking... Joel Schumacher? Schumacher? Schumacher. Schumacher. I was about to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but instead, we'll be talking about just Michael Keaton's... We're only uh, doing
0: stuff. half camp. Half... Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: exactly. Half camp. Um, Or how campy are these, though? And that's what we'll discuss. Uh, yeah, there's definitely campy points for sure. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, So we're talking about Batman 1989 and Batman Returns 1992 um so uh hunter you have never seen
2: these movies before right
0: what
1: no
2: yes How? My first, i don't know i again i never seen the adam west ones uh which i could have gone without i never seen these ones i haven't seen val kilmer i've only seen i grew up with george clooney but i don't remember it so really the only oh. Batman things that i've seen were what? george clooney and christian bale yeah wow fascinating yeah, I definitely, fascinating
0: definitely had the adam west one on vhs um hell yeah at least maybe not the movie but the episodes yeah um some of the episodes and then i had i definitely watched the shit out of batman and robin oh there it is there it is it's the i have the complete television series box set wow (laughs) i bet you show that to all the girls um no only most of them (laughs) but uh yeah, I, I definitely grew up watching Batman Returns and Batman and Robin a lot. Not as much Batman 1989 or Batman Forever, but I, there was some some restaurant or bar or something, something or other that I know had the Batman Forever pinball game, and I would play a lot of that. But otherwise, Batman Forever and Bat the first Batman, I don't think I got as much watch time in as I did with Batman and Robin and Batman Returns yeah i have an i have an
1: interesting relationship with these movies these two movies i i grew up with them i watched them a lot as a kid i don't know if they're exactly the reason why i got so into batman as a kid or uh, in high i think it, it more started in high school with the arkham games but i did really enjoy both of them and i and I remember thinking for a long time as a kid, like, Oh, this is the best one, like 1989. Like that's the definitive. Oh, like, wow, like Batman movie. Right. And like the returns one, I always knew as a kid was like the weird one and was like too far and too Gothic and too dark or whatever. And so I was like, yeah, even though there are things definitely enjoyable about returns, like, Oh yeah. So Batman, that's like, will forever be the best Batman thing mm. ever, ever like on, on, on film. Huh. Um, so it, it, I've, I haven't seen these movies in years, um, and as you said, Hunter, you've never seen them. Albert, same thing. It's been a while. So. Yeah, been a while. And it's obviously su- super fascinating because now we have all these Batman movies, right? And 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 we kind of we got take, one coming up. We got one coming up.
0: I assume that's why you're doing these, right?
1: Uh, oh, oh, yeah. That's exactly yeah. why. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you yeah. know it, brother. You see what mm-hmm. we're doing. I here? see.
0: I see right through you.
1: <laughs> but um. It, but it's super fascinating to to go back to, you know, the first major Batman movie, you know, or mm-hmm. and and Batman films, the first two major ones, and you know, so so it's interesting because like you know the '66 series happened, and so Batman was perceived as one certain way, right? At, at, at as least swan, on TV. Wow, blam! Wow, blam! With. <laughs> and hunter does not like that. But um as
2: dumb and stupid and robin solves everything.
1: <laughs> it's silly for sure. Uh man, so Robin Stan, Robin Stan, uh Batman, uh, uh sorry, Robin over Batman? Robin over Batman as far as the the 60s go. <laughs> Amazing. Um but so that's what people thought Batman was. And and for a lot of in a, in a lot of ways that's yeah, that's what Batman was, and at least during that time in the comics, Silver Age comics, is he was very campy and all that. I and mean, we kind of already discussed this in uh, in the last episode, but but anyway, so Batman was perceived this way, and then this movie came out, and it was like, oh, so like, Tim Burton's doing it, like interesting, like because like even though he's only done only a handful of movies at this point, like he's already like a visionary. You know and 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 like so popular everyone wants to know what it just come off of
0: uh beetlejuice i think yeah that was like one of his
1: uh last ones before batman yeah it might have been beetlejuice and then this movie
0: beetlejuice and then this i'm almost positive yeah
1: yeah um so that was like intriguing like okay tim burton's doing batman so it's gonna be weird and and gothic and everything and then it was like oh so who's gonna play batman and because like in the comics, we we at, around this time we finally got more serious, dark Batman right. stories again in, in the comic books, like uh, the Killing Joke. The
0: Killing Joke and Dark Knight Returns, I know, are what this one's based off of. Exactly, right
1: now, right? and so uh, and so those are very influential uh, Batman stories, Batman comic yeah. books.
0: Well, I'd say the Killing Joke just changed the game completely in regards to serious subject matter. You know, Absolutely. you have a traumatized, traumatized Commissioner Gordon and you're getting a tragic backstory for Joker, you know.
1: Totally. Yeah. And so, like, the, Tim Burton, like, doesn't really read comics, apparently, and, and doesn't really care to read any kind of <laughs> comic book. But he did apparently like Killing Joke. And so that, you know, I, is that is that, I think, the only reason he wanted to make this movie no I don't think so I think he wanted to do his own thing but I do but it's interesting that like that was the one comic he was like okay I get Batman (laughs) and we'll put a pin on that for now (laughs) because it it, because it's funny because anyway um (laughs) but anyway so he thought like okay I know Batman I'm gonna do this and so um so Michael Keaton is cast and obviously he's worked with Burton before on in Beetlejuice Mm -hmm. Um, And initially, at least, um, fans and people were, like, kind (laughs) of outraged. And, and, you know, many people have already talked about this, but it's true. I mean, like, there was even a petition to recast him, you know? And and it was, like, such a big deal that, like, Michael Keaton, Mr. Mom, he's going to be Batman? Like, that's so weird. No, that's not right. Well, you you put him in the latex hood. Yeah, exactly. You put him, you put him in the back gear and it works and and we'll talk about why that works and everything. Um but yeah, uh uh Robin Williams was apparently offered the role of Joker. Um uh, when when Jack Nicholson hesitated cuz they they definitely wanted Nicholson like definitively like first. Like that's exactly... Well,
0: yeah, and then there was the whole thing Nicholson got top billing, right? He had that was like in his contract. That's right. Yeah, so he funny. had to be top
1: building, billing. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: so funny. It's like Jack Nicholson, Michael Keaton, Kim Basinger, Basinger,
1: yeah.
0: whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. But, uh, and so like you know they were like okay so Robin's gonna do it and they told Nicholson like okay if you're not gonna do this we're gonna give it to Robin Williams and then Nicholson went okay I'll do it <laughs> 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 and. Uh, and this kind of pissed Williams off a little bit, and he kind of refused to play the Riddler when he was offered the Riddler in Batman oh. Forever. Um, so it's interesting how this all works, right? The whole casting thing. So like, so we got a big name, Nicholson, and we got Keaton, controversial at the time. Like, what? Comedy guy doing Batman? I don't it's know. Still
0: a big name, though, yeah.
1: Still a big name, though, exactly. And he's an excellent character actor, as we've seen before this movie and after this movie. Um, so, this movie comes out in 1989. It's a smash hit. It, it kind of changes the game. It kind of uh, changes, like, everything Batman-related after this. You know, like, yeah. like we wouldn't have any of this Batman stuff without this movie. So, no. overall, how do we feel about the movie, uh, Batman uh, 1989? Albert, I'll, I'll start with you.
0: Yeah, I mean, just, like, from Jump... Let's be real. Danny Elfman changed the game with that theme. There is no doubt. Danny Elfman came in clutch. Danny Elfman, I hope he is... I hope he got all the rewards for that. Because, I mean, just the theme alone changed so much of Batman. And just the... And I think also what Tim Burton added just in terms of, like, the Art Deco, Gothic flair. And there is, like, you know, I... I'll get to like my quips with the movie later, but I mean, just without a shadow of a doubt, like the set design and the art design for everything is very distinct. And that art deco gothic style that where you kind of feel like you're constantly in the 1930s, even though there might be technology that wasn't available then, it just constantly feels like uh, you're in that time period. And with the music as well, it just lends itself to the creation of Batman, the animated series so easily, which I think is like the definitive Batman of all Batmans. That's just my favorite. That That's what got me in love with Batman. That's what got me in love with comics and the movies. That's what drew me into everything. That was my childhood to a T. Um, but so I think I have to thank this movie for the, at least the artistic stylings. And I think that is like my, that is what I, love the most about this movie is just how wonderful the practical effects are and just what the vision is. But I'll get to, I'll get to my, I, it's not my favorite for sure, but I love, I love what it added to the world in terms of that. And we wouldn't have Kevin Conroy. I think without Jack Nicholson's Joker, we might not have Mark Hamill's Joker either.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Hunter, I'll leave you last because you've never seen this movie before. yeah, Yeah. Go for it. Um, but yeah, I love um, how it looks too, Albert. I mean, you, you kind of perfectly said it already, so I won't repeat so much. But I do love how uh, Gotham looks larger than life. It's gothic, it's sweeping, It look, it's like a director's vision, you know? And we don't get right. to see that a lot in right. superhero movies nowadays. Even superhero movies I like, even love... We don't really get this kind of vision anymore in these movies, like artistically. You know, this is art. No,
0: even like Dark Knight and that, which I do love, without a without a doubt. That that just it still feels like Chicago to me when I watch it. You exactly, know? it looks it like New York, like Chicago. Yeah, exactly. it doesn't feel like Gotham City. This is its own world. It is like it's a time capsule for some reason. There's just crime everywhere. <laughs> for some exactly. reason.
1: Yeah, like, you know, just everyone is a, it's, and it's interesting because, you know, people are saying, like, oh, it's like a dark, gritty, you know, Batman world, you know, and right. Batman franchise. And in a lot of ways, that's true, that this kind of starts the more gothic, you, you know, uh, look of, of you know, moving forward with these Batman franchises. But, like, this movie's silly, too. And I like that it's silly. You know, like, oh, yeah. back in back then, you know, this is, like super duper like the opposite of the 66 series but like you but it is campy you know (laughs) like you know looking back like there are really
0: campy moments in this and i I mean what is jack nicholson if not camp
1: exactly yeah and we'll we'll get into that (laughs) later but um yeah the batmobile is great it looks great it's probably my favorite
0: i mean it's all that's almost what the batmobile in the animated series looks like too
1: I, i love the back suit the score is brilliant danny elfman uh beautiful score Um, and it's story and characters is where I have kind of my critiques about the movie and, and we'll get into it more, uh, later, but, but I, I, think just like the world of Gotham, the visuals, the score, it's pretty revolutionary. And the Batman theme is probably the best Batman theme of all time. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's pretty iconic. It's a cultural phenomenon for a reason. But I do have problems with it and I do not think it's my favorite Batman movie by any means, but I I can't deny the power of Batman 1989 anyway. Uh, Hunter, so you've never seen this movie before. what what you think of it?
2: It's interesting going from 1966 Batman to this one because I had no idea what to expect from it. Like I had never seen any clips or anything. I knew what Jack Nicholson's uh, Joker looked like and that's about it. Um, but I turning it on, I was like, "Oh shit! This is a whole different world than like in Adam West Batman." It seemed like Gotham City was in Los Angeles. You know what I mean? It was like uh, it was just not what I was used to, having come from the Christian Bale ones. Um, but this one was like like how you guys were saying it's gothic. It's almost like in the future, but like industrial. It seems like. Um, yeah, I loved it. And I, lo- I, I, I really did. Uh, I thought it was darker than I thought it was going to be. Um, it's still campy, but, um, I have, I don't know. Camp is such an, I don't even know what it means anymore. I have no idea. Cause like, I, I don't like the campiness of Adam West Batman, but I do like the camp that they, that they throw in here. Cause I think it's more subtle with interesting the like, interesting with the themes of it being like gothic and really dark like i was really surprised and we'll get into it obviously with jack nicholson's joker but i was really surprised the stuff that they did in this movie like with his character and with like the things that he did i was like damn like he's just shooting people like <laughs> right out of the gate i was like oh whoa whoa this is not adam west's batman all right <laughs> this is crazy um but i i really enjoyed the movie a lot more than i thought i would
1: interesting because because yeah what maybe it's camp with purpose maybe that's why you like the the camp more in this than the other one but i i would argue that the the camp is purposeful in 66 too so i i I don't, <laughs> I don't know.
2: I don't know. I I'll I'll have to look deep within myself to understand what I think is good camp and what I think is stupid. <laughs>
1: maybe it's maybe like camp, but with like a dark edge to it. Like it's like gothic
2: camp. I think so. I think because this... like you
1: liked Evil Dead, right?
2: Yes. So, yes. Maybe, so maybe that's maybe, it. So maybe, maybe it's like gothic... camp
1: with like a like scary camp.
2: But I don't like <laughs> malignant. So
1: that's true. You don't like malignant though. What about Scream? Maybe,
2: maybe, like most
0: of the time, you like Scary Camp.
2: Yeah, I've never seen Scream. So I yeah, still. So you, might, you might like that. You
0: yeah. might like a scary, scary camp movie like Scream. Maybe,
2: but I think, Nick, I think um, along the lines of Camp with with Purpose, because I think there was like Camp with Stakes, maybe. You know what I mean? Like how I was saying before we started recording, like this seems to have a lot of Stakes. I was like, dude, I don't know. I, I don't know if Batman died. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know what's going to happen. You know, so it seemed like it was pushing it forward rather than just like staying stagnant and like, oh, this is a funny joke or something like that. You know, interesting, interesting. Yeah.
1: It's 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 a
2: uh, it's just interesting to look inside <laughs>
1: the mind of Hunter LaSalle. <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't understand it either. So, <laughs> yeah.
1: so once again, Michael Keaton is Batman in this movie. Uh, Albert, I'll start with you, and then we'll just kind of go around. So, what are your thoughts? on michael keaton as batman
0: right well uh, i don't know man I, I always like kind of in the middle about it because it's well it's also it's hard for me to separate what michael keaton's batman and bruce wayne is from what his batman and bruce wayne are written in the film are how they are written because it is. It's very different from, I think, the Batman and Bruce Wayne that we know in any other form. This He's a rich man that has a lot of sway and money, yet nobody knows who he is or what he looks like. <laughs> like, <laughs> Vicky Vales walking through his mansion being like, oh, who's... who's who's Bruce Wayne here at the park? Uh, which one's Bruce Wayne? And you're like, how, what the, how would you go to somebody's house and not even know what they look like? I don't get that. But It's like going to Elon Musk's mansion and being like, where's Elon? Yeah, literally. You're like, Bill Gates? I don't get that. Um, But obviously, Bruce Wayne, normally very private. And this one, just especially private, I guess, yet somehow has Japanese knights in his home. Um, But... <laughs> Um, I think I think Michael Keaton does a good job of playing this like very private, very um, emotionally distant person, but he also I do see some of the character actor come in. He's very he's very uh, big with his hands when he's talking as Bruce Wayne, a very theatrical. not that I dislike that, but there is just something, um, to be said, I think about how modern filmmaking makes a Batman a lot more subtle, a lot more reserved, a lot more stoic, um, and I think we lose a little bit of what I like with that. But in the in the Batman costume, I think he doesn't do anything terribly different from what anybody else does, right? You know, but we're also not getting a lot of too many good close ups of him, and the mask doesn't allow for a lot of um, expression to go through either. So I think, he, I think he does a good job with what he can and what the circumstances surrounding Batman were at the time, you know?
1: Yeah. Great thoughts. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with some of that actually. I, uh, yeah, I'm kind of torn about this too, even though I like the movies, like I am a, not like torn where it's like, I don't think Michael Keaton can play Batman. I just don't know if the movies quite know who Batman is. Right. <laughs> and well, they don't it's, even, it's a little
0: frustrating in that way. They don't even, intru- I, think it, I, I think I i think wrote it down. I think he was like, we don't even see Bruce until 18 minutes into the movie or something like that. When we see the Wayne engine. But yeah. And, I think and my we'll, we'll talk clip- about
1: more of his like screen time uh, yeah. uh, later for sure, because that is like also like weird, yeah. but
0: also fascinating. But why, my my question is, is like for the listeners, I'm going to be putting my arms above my head like this. I don't know whose choice it was to have him do this a lot that is just silly to me when he goes like (sighs) he comes in like this like weird kung fu pose and then flies down on everybody he takes the wings out yeah (laughs) i think that's silly i think that's that's campy in my opinion yeah it's it's interesting uh
1: so yeah i i'm very picky with batman probably just like you albert i Mm -hmm. kind of like how david leon is picky with spider-man hunter I'm, i'm i'm a little picky with uh uh, Batman. Uh, yeah, I think he's mysterious. He's intense. He's cool, and he's psychotic. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think like he's he kills people in this movie, and right, and right. it's and it's interesting to talk about like should Batman kill, you know, and and because I obviously am on the side of no. He should never yeah. kill. He uh, Batman is, you know, for the side of life. And if he starts killing the bad guys, he's n- literally no different than any other edgy superhero, anti-hero we have in right. comics. Uh, Batman is the best superhero of all time because he doesn't kill. Mm-hmm. Batman is, is one of the best superheroes of all time, if not the greatest superhero of all time. Because he doesn't just go for revenge. He goes for justice. Or he goes, he goes for... Justice. For vengeance. Oh, vengeance. No, he's not for Venge. Not really. At the end of the day, he's not for Vengeance. He's really he's really for justice and for the individual, just like Superman, just like Spider-Man. Um, and I once again I don't think these two movies really handle that well. Do I still like Michael Keaton's portrayal? Yes, he's funny in a way that is like different from the other Batman, uh, especially as Bruce Wayne, he has some funny lines in the movie, especially in Batman Returns. I thought, like, oh, like he's funny, like you know, they're actually like showcasing his uh, comedy talents in these scenes, which which is nice. Like he has great comedic timing, Um, uh, and yeah, like what you said, Albert, like emotionally distant, just like other Batman, like you know, and in in a way, because he has so little screen time, like that, in a way, that kind of works with what they're going for. Like you know, he's distant. You know, like he he's doing his own thing. He's like urban myth, and I like that stuff too. And I so I I overall I like Michael Keaton's portrayal. It's more just like the characterization where I'm a little like, eh. I think like now, like imagine like now, like like we go to 1989. And we get like these Batman writers now, and and like they made that movie. Ooh, I don't know what would have happened. That would have been incredible. But like, but I still think. Just like uh, Christopher Reeves Superman, Tobey Maguire's Spider Man, like this is like Michael Keaton's take. Is, he's a living legend, you know. Yeah. Like he, he uh, like his his take is iconic and has changed so much. It's revolutionary. It's it's Batman.
0: Yeah, I, I do just want to add. I think there's something to be said that it's kind of nice that he's. I don't. It's different than I don't think he'd be cast nowadays because now they want like such a specific look. They weren't like a strong jaw. They want, not like this very chiseled features that you see on Bale and uh, yeah. now now uh, Robert Pattinson. So.
1: Yeah, and know, even though uh, Michael Keaton obviously is a very handsome guy, like he's he's more like yeah, normal, he's, normal looking than like he's normal those looking. and people. He has big features,
0: you know. Yeah. Where I think everything else is very like. Oh, boy, uh, yeah,
1: so. and actually, people like uh, Sylvester Stallone they were kind of worried about when this movie came out. Like, oh, like they don't even need actors like who are strong and like you know like. Uh, uh, built like that anymore? They they just get padding, you know. And mm-hmm. so there was that kind of uh, discussion at that time, like, "Oh, do we even need like strong like bodybuilders to play these characters anymore?"
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's interesting, yeah. uh, Hunter, Hunter. So your thoughts on Michael Keene's Batman?
2: Dude, I really liked it. It's some I would even go as far to say as that I loved it. What? I I think I think it works. <laughs> i think it works um uh his screen time because he's so he's such a recluse you know what i mean like he's so doesn't want to be part of like the limelight and i think i understand what you guys were saying with um like oh how do they like not know what he looks like it's like if like you go to elon musk's house and you don't know what he looks like but uh uh, nick when sam and i were talking uh we're walking back to um uh, my place after we watched the movie with you we, we were talking about that and it's like what billionaire today would be batman and we we're like elon musk i like maybe but no he's no. More of an Iron. like well like well like he's more of like an iron man type like figure where like he's very like outspoken and out there i don't think we have like have like a billionaire that we can be like oh yeah that's batman because he's Good. like
1: <laughs> <laughs> because then because um, most what billionaires I mean? suck
2: <laughs> well, you know what I mean, though? It's like it's like he's not – Bruce Wayne isn't like – at least this version of him um, isn't like out in the open. He's more of like the billionaire that we don't know about who owns like fucking Chase Bank. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah,
1: he's
0: more – I get what you're saying. He's
1: more soft-spoken and sensitive.
0: Well, he's yes. more like the Rockefellers who still exist today, but you don't hear about them at all. But they run so much shit that yep. you wouldn't believe
2: yeah per, honestly perfect comparison right there. Um, but yeah. and I, I think Michael Keaton does like a really good job at being like really cool and Nick, how you said like sensitive and just like I want to know more about him, but he's like has a wall up and I think he does like a perfect job at that that um, and it's not a, a Batman or Bruce Wayne that I'm I'm really used to. Uh, but I wanted to be him more than any more than like i wanted to be christian bale you know what i mean it's like and his outfits dude like the costume design also in this movie is in, in both these movies are off the charts like michael keaton looking like really freaking good you know what i mean yeah. like his outfits are like oh my gosh
0: like his bruce wayne outfits or his batman outfits?
2: uh bruce wayne outfits
0: Bruce Wayne. Oh, word.
2: Yeah. yeah it's just like it's- dang like he looks really sharp, and I, I don't know. I think that added to it a little bit, like, and just the shots of him, like, in like a black turtleneck by, like, sitting by the fire, just like, literally just waiting for the call. And I, I think that is like, that's just him, you know. Like, I feel like. Again, I haven't seen the Christian Bale ones in a while. Christian Bale is, like, out at parties and being like, ha, 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 you know, like, entertaining people, whereas Michael Keaton is very in solitude and just waiting for the call, you know? And I I, I think I liked it a lot more. I did. I loved it.
1: No, that's actually really well said, why you love uh, Keaton's Batman. I, I totally agree with mm-hmm. all that. Uh, that's, yeah, very well said. Um, yeah, and I – um yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like some of his lines in the movie. He's funny, uh, especially in Batman Returns. As I said, uh, eat floor, high fiber, really, really funny stuff.
2: <laughs> great, great one-liners, specifically in the second one, really great. Yeah, but how do you how do you guys feel about if we're comfortable moving on? How do you guys feel about Jack Nicholson as the Joker?
0: Yeah, uh, Albert. Yeah, I mean, I think I I hinted at it before and I think, you know, it's not nowadays we're used to these really edgy jokers and we want to know what makes them tick and we want to know all about their origin with Joaquin and we didn't get an origin for Heath Ledger, but you know, he's very dark. It's very, it's somebody that you could see, you know, you see, you see a hurt person that can become that. And that's what's kind of scary about it, right? You know, it's very realistic. Jack Nicholson, I wouldn't say is too realistic, but he's he's given us the clown prince of crime, you know? He's funny. He's crazy. He's wackadoo. I don't know what the fuck they did so that he's constantly smiling. I don't know what the technology is. Do you know? Yeah, it's like prosthetics, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, up his, you, you know, on his cheeks and
1: his upper lips. So, like, it looks like he's just, like, constantly smiling. Okay. To me, that looked like they
0: put like something in his in his mouth. <laughs> no, it's it's genius. So I was like, how? Did it's he genius. Do this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think, and this this speaks to Nicholson as an actor, but I think it also speaks to the direction is that he has fun with everything he's doing. There's not like this dark. There, of course, there's a little bit of an origin in it with the falling in a vat of acid. Blah 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 blah. And he ended up killing the Waynes. (laughs) Um, But he's funny. He's having fun when he's attacking people and terrorizing people. And everything is a show. And I think we wouldn't have the Mark Hamill Joker without that. I don't know if that speaks to Jack Nicholson or if it speaks to the way it's done. But I specifically think in the way that he interrupts the news broadcast with his like um what does he call it he's like he's like oh i have my smile x here and yeah and we're gonna be using this it's better than brand x over here you know that was so yeah. something that they did in batman the animated series with him having these little shows and these little props and dummies and silly trick gadgets um and and jack nicholson is a great actor too you know he's 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 bringing some darkness to it but he's just you can tell he was just having a fucking blast on set. It's the nice uh square root of the Joker <laughs> that we like to see, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh yeah, I uh he's hilarious
1: in this. I mean, he he improvises a lot clearly in the movie and that's great. I mean, like I I almost I almost forgot to mention Michael Keaton improvised the line I'm Batman. Uh in the in the script uh it was I am the knight, and instead he's just you know, he just says very simply, "I'm Batman," and and obviously that's iconic now because
2: Ma- Michael on, Keaton I'm Batman. Like, I mean, come on, Michael Keaton was like, "I'm the night." This is fucking stupid.
1: I'm, I'm Batman. not the night. I'm not the sky.
2: I'm, I'm like, the you know, I'm Batman. You know what the what the movie's called? It's called Batman. It's not called Night. It's stupid. Batman.
1: <laughs> but anyway, uh, there was a lot of. Uh, improvisational stuff in the movie with jack nicholson he's very funny in the movie he's hilarious and what you said albert about like yeah this is just a simple joker that just wants to i don't know just dance (laughs) and just like just wants to dance by the pale moonlight you know (laughs) exactly (laughs) but like you know uh my favorite scene is where like he he uh shakes the the gangster's hand and and he you know like fries And he just like laughs at his like burnt up corpse. It's great. Like it's just like you can tell he was just having an absolute blast. And that that's probably my favorite Joker scene in the movie. It's just so funny and infectious and chaotic. But once again, not chaotic in the way that some of these other Jokers are. Like he's, like cause yeah, we get a little bit of a backstory with him, kind of like similar, sort of to Killing Joke, a little little bit, where he's dropped into the. chemicals just like in mm-hmm. in the killing joke and other versions of joker but but like he starts out already like as a terrible person and and like he's a gangster and he's the worst and he just gets a permanent smile and clown makeup and he's basically the same guy but like a little freer which which is why I I don't like absolutely utterly love this performance, like, let's say Willem Defoe's Green Goblin, because like you could there's a clear like he's one way when he's Norman and then he's another way when he's Gobby. So like even though once again this is so this is such an impressive performance, obviously, and it's the it's the best performance of the movie. It is the movie and we'll talk about this is more of a Joker movie than a Batman movie, but Um, but, but, but once again, the contrast isn't really there and there's no, like, inkling of like, oh, maybe he'll be, maybe, you know, he used to be this way. Um, but, but regardless of all that, um, I, it's, uh, it's iconic anyway, uh, despite all that stuff, because once again, from a script level, like, he kills his parents and that doesn't happen in the comics. And it's, so it's like kind of weird, but once again, in the context of this movie, it works a little more as like, uh, hey, you killed my parents, I'm going to, can kill you. I'm Batman. <laughs> um, <rah! laughs> which once again, I, I have a complicated feelings about, but as a whole, for this movie, for Burton's take on Batman it, it it still works even though it's like kinda generic by the end. I don't love the third act, actually. I I I think it's a little long. And if and clearly and, and you can you can like look this up like they didn't know how to end the movie. And so they uh, the producers they watched like while they were shooting the film, they, they, they saw like Phantom, Phantom of the Opera. And they were like, oh, bell tower. We should end the movie with a bell tower. <laughs> and so they just like reworked everything and just like. Okay, well, this is how it'll end, I guess. And okay, Vicky Vale's here, and Joker's here, and Batman's here. Okay, yeah, sure, we'll do that. It's just like a really basic, like, okay, this is how we end the movie. And for me, at least, it, it's it's definitely my least favorite part of the movie. I, I think it starts strong and then ends kind of not great because once again, clearly they were just kind of rolling with it. But but overall, uh, Jack Nicholson as the Joker, I think, is is really fun, really funny. It's hilarious. Is is it the is it my definitive Joker? No. But in a way I like that he's a different Joker than pretty much any of the other ones. Like it's really it it, it feels like just Jack. <laughs> like like yeah. it's just it's just weird and once again really improvisational and just like he's making all these choices that like once again you can tell like he made. Like it, it's not like Tim was like do this or someone was like do this. He was just doing his thing, they were rolling the cameras my face on the one dollar bill. You know he has these iconic lines, and Bob the goon is the best goon of all time. Uh, and so, like, you know, there's there's all these funny little moments where, like, you know, he's making a mess with the paintings, and and he's trying to seduce Vicky Vale. Like his plan is all over the place, kind of like Green Goblin and Spider-Man One. But it doesn't matter. It I, I I take a little more of offense of an offense to it than like Spider-Man One, just because it really doesn't even like build to anything by the end, in my opinion. But when we're living in those moments where where Joker's just dancing with the Prince music playing and the goons are there and they're all dancing. That Prince
0: music is so out of left field. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. It's out of left field, but I kind of love it anyway, because like now that we've had all these other Batman movies, Batman movies, it doesn't matter so much that this one is like gets so weird, especially Batman returns as we'll talk about, but, but yeah, overall, I, I really like uh, Jack Nicholson's take it's iconic. It's, it's a uh, quotable, it's fun. And that's all I have to say about that
2: Hunter. Yeah. Um, again, I, I, I didn't know what to expect going into it, but he he kind of scared me. He scared me a lot. Um, it it was, It was fun and it was funny. And like, I laughed at a lot of his um, performances or his like line deliveries and stuff like that. I I was laughing, but for the most part, he scared me because his plan was all over the place. So I didn't know what he was gonna do next. You know what I mean? And it also, I liked that this iteration of the Joker, it made a lot more sense why he wanted to make Batman's life a living hell. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was like, cause it's like, oh, well it's, basically batman's fault that he looks like this you know so it's like oh yeah like fuck fuck you dude like i want to make your life a living hell and I, I i i bought that um but yeah it was it was a really good time though he's a great villain and he made me want to beat him up so it worked you you wouldn't hit a guy with glasses would you god what a great fucking yeah and the, again how it's written too is just like it's great it, I don't know if it's the best Joker like you were saying like I think it is kind of difficult to top um uh Heath Ledger but at the same time in 1989 right like if I'm living in 1989 I'm wowed you know what I mean I'm thinking like what are they gonna do next like mm-hmm. with this character you know and it, it's a shame that uh I could be wrong but he doesn't come back like I mean Michael Keaton's Batman is over so it's we never see Jack Nicholson as Joker again. Am I right? he could
1: always he could always come back in the Flash movie. They'll pro- they're probably going to do Spider-Man No Way Home but with Batman so
2: it's Jack Nicholson 80 years old. He's <laughs> back in that is he that old. Yeah, he is he uh, 80? He has to be pushing it. 78. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, he's my guess is 78. 84 84 Ooh, yeah. i didn't know he was that old
0: he's up there now yeah he's up there wow
2: how old's michael keaton then he's in his 50s 60s he's probably in his 60s because because jack nicholson he was he. they look the same age in this movie
0: no michael keaton's 70. no michael keaton's 70.
1: Yeah.
2: michael keaton looks so fucking good for 70 yeah, years i was ahead. gonna say he
1: 64. looks incredible for 70
2: yeah, I was really like, he's in his fifties, early fifties. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Yeah. Really <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> not? Early mid sixties then for Birdman, probably. So. Yeah.
2: Wow. Uh, oh, also, this having seen Michael Keaton in these movies makes Birdman better for me. Oh yeah, of course. I get, and, I, and I think, and I think Birdman is like amazing already, but it makes it even better having seen uh, Michael Keaton as Batman. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, Birdman's a top for me for sure.
2: Yeah, same.
1: Also, to talk more about Michael Keaton, I, I love when he freaks out and says, "You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts." Oh my God! So out of left field, but also kind of amazing. It's kind of amazing because like now any Bruce Wayne, no Bruce Wayne would do that in in the in Batman movies anymore, which is why it's out of left field, but also like
2: iconic. <laughs> it's it's that part is so great because it's like you see him trying to rise up to Joker's level. Almost because it's like, I don't know I don't know what to do. <laughs> and it's so what does it's he great. have?
0: Does he have like a fire poker or whatever the fuck is, called? is that yeah, what it
2: is? Yeah. Yeah. For fireplace? Interesting. And also, sorry, that, that scene too shows how smart he is. He knew he was gonna get shot. Yeah. He knew he what was that, gonna happen. He's, he's a, a smart cookie. That, uh, he's a
1: psychotic cookie, but he's a
0: smart cookie. And he grabbed that oh. cookie tray or, or yeah, rolling yeah. tray or whatever it was. Yeah, also yeah.
2: Back to Batman, because I know that – I know, Nick, I know you have very um, passionate thoughts about this. And, again, I'm not a, I'm not a comic book reader. I've only seen, uh, again, a few of the Batman movies. Every single Batman movie I've ever seen, he kills. So I don't understand at what point is, is the whole argument that Batman doesn't kill not a thing anymore.
1: Well, I, w- I would argue the Christian Bale ones don't really do that at all there's an instance where you could maybe argue he does but we'll talk about that when we talk about that of course Um, but uh but yeah i think it really starts with christian bale because like at this point everyone just thinks he kills and that you know whatever like it at the time sure like once again i'm not like so peeved that he kills that like Mm -hmm. i can't like accept tim burton's version of batman or anything but it is something to note because i think the core that's a core of the character that, that i think makes him special and that's why that make it makes. That's why that core makes Spider-Man special. That's why that that certain core makes Superman special is because they won't just like kill the bad guy. They'll make them better. And I think that's interesting. Um, and maybe the maybe Tim Burton just really did not want to explore that, which is totally fine. Most Tim Burton characters are like psychotic and murder everyone, and they're all kind of bad guys. Like even ba- and we'll talk very really really soon about Batman Returns, but even in that movie, Batman's kind of a bad guy in it too, which is interesting, right? Um, But to wrap up our thoughts on uh, Batman 1989, um, uh, let's talk very
0: quickly about Vicki Vale and Alfred Albert. Gosh. Um, I mean, first of all, for a town that is scared to use makeup and hairspray and cosmetics, after the Joker reveals the uh, incoming shipments of Smilex, Vicky's got got a lot of makeup and a lot of judging done. True <laughs> but you know, True maybe maybe that's old Maybe it's old old makeup and hairspray that was affected. But <laughs> I mean, I think it's you know, she's she's the love interest in a 1989 film. You know, I don't know. Uh, she kind of serves that purpose. Um, I do like her more than I think other stereotypical female roles. I think, you know, she clearly is like a businesswoman. She has her goals set. She doesn't really want to fall in love with Bruce Wayne, but she does. And she I, we, we kind of see her grappling with the problems that that poses on her. And we also see her grappling with the problems of dating a man with so many secrets. um, But otherwise, I don't know. I, I I don't really have anything smart to say about it. Otherwise, I'm just not really interested in her. She looks great. She's hot, you know, but like it, that, that's what the purpose she served, unfortunately, during that time, you know, that was yeah. just kind of. But she does more than that. She does. She does. And, and I think we she is kind of a conduit for us entering the world, you know, how we're, we're kind of outside of Gotham City. She's kind of this... She's our point of view character. Outside of, she's coming from outside of... Exactly. She's coming from outside of Gotham City. We're, we're seeing the world through her lens in many ways. um, So she's useful in that regard. But otherwise, she... I don't know. I feel bad. I don't have anything hey, smart right. to say about it. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah, I'm not really interested in what she does in the movie that much. Yeah. Uh, Alfred. Uh, Michael Gao as Alfred. Oh, yeah, he's he's great, I think. He's a quintessential Alfred. I think he just has the best stuff to say. And he's kind of the more interesting part in the Vicky and Bruce relationship because when they have their... I think uh, they have more chemistry than Michael and her. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's literally true. The way that he's like... The way that he talks to her in the dining room and he's like, oh, she's lovely, you know, she, she, she likes... To, and and Vicky's like he loves you a lot. I'm like, wow, Vicky really likes it. He loves Bruce, huh? And then and then um when I think they're in the Batcave later and then he's talking to Bruce and he's like, you know, you can't you can't let this one go. She's yeah. special. I'm like, I'm like, to special to who? Alfred. Special to who? <laughs> no. <laughs> can we can we make this happen? Can we ship them and like make this I a thing? I think I think I'm going um with Alfred or, or
1: Alfred,
0: Valf i or whatever <laughs> i don't know what the fuck uh yeah something
1: like Vailworth. that. Valeworth. Valeworth. but he's great yeah no he's he's, a, he's a, you're right he's this quintessential alfred he's alfred in all four of the original batman movies he's alfred in these two and he's alfred in forever and batman and robin he's the only
0: only um continuous thread
1: <laughs> yeah uh, and commissioner
0: gordon but who cares cuz he doesn't get Who do fucking much in these cares? Movies. That I won't even get into my thoughts on Commissioner Gordon. He could be out of the movie and make no difference. He's a dope, just like in 66. Uh, that boy is No way is that man catching any criminals. <laughs> he does not go to the gym. He 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 like he's one of those cops that just eats fucking donuts, you know? That's like that's <laughs> him. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. But yeah, uh Vicky Vale it's interesting because especially now like kind of like getting into uh, all the batman stuff now you know if, if past like 10 or so years like vicky vale isn't really like his major love interest anyway so it's interesting that they like for his very first major movie like she's love interest mm-hmm. uh because yeah I, I agree with pretty much everything you said albert yeah like you know like she's not doing a bad job it's more just like typical 80s you know love interest you know there's some warmth there and i like the scenes with them fine like I, I don't think they're bad scenes at all i just more think like yeah there's nothing deeper there and it's good that she doesn't come back for the next one because but she Bat- likes bats she does like bats <laughs> uh, <laughs> but a uh, batman returns even knows like yeah vicky vale it, it's fine you could she can go it's fine she's not that it's not that deep uh, <laughs> but but uh, you know i like her fine in the movie once again just you know, typical love interest. I wish there was more to it. Uh, and Michael Gao as Alfred. Uh, yeah, we, we just talked about it. But yeah, like, you know, he has that kind of warmth to him. He's like the only nice guy in these movies, which I like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like he's he's a perfect gentleman. Um, And and just like the kind of,
0: I don't know, it's so delicate, the performance. So yeah, I, it's,
1: it's one of my favorite Alfreds.
0: Just so you know, before people start yelling at us on the podcast, I think it's Goth. Is it Goff? Yeah, I think it's Goff, Michael
2: Goff.
1: Michael Goff. Okay,
2: well, I'll I'll fix I it. it in Goff. 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 Michael Goff. For Alfred, uh, uh, there's a scene in this movie that makes him the best Alfred. I don't care. I mean, maybe I'll feel differently down the line, but right now I'm like, dude, he's my Alfred. Um, there's a scene in it that I wasn't expecting, in a, I don't know why, in a 1989 Batman movie, where like he's closing up the suit or whatever, like the locker that the suit is in. And he's like, he says something along the lines of like, I don't want to bury like any more of my friends or their sons. And that moment like hit me over the head. I was like, oh, I'm crying now in 1989 Batman. What the fuck? And his acting in that scene was just like, iconic and so I got to give him the best Alfred award probably right now who knows maybe it'll change but so good Mm -hmm. um but yeah and uh Vicky um okay so (laughs) and we'll get into it when we talk about the the sequel but I liked Vicky I thought it was cute I more so liked her because Batman had somebody to love at the end of the movie which the second movie doesn't continue it. And I think it's better for it. I do. But yeah, she was fine. It was fine. I, I, I agree with both of the, of the things that you guys said, like it's, it's fine.
1: Before we wrap up, there is a really, really interesting thing about Robin. He was supposed to be in the movie. They did a storyboard uh, sequence, which you can find online. Uh, which actually, very funnily enough, uh, Batman and Joker are voiced by Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill in those storyboarded sequences or sequence. Um and uh, it, it's basically like the Flying Graysons, and it's like a car chase. While that's happening, like it's like a live show, like I guess outside of the Flying Graysons, and there's like a car chase going on with Joker and Batman, and then like the Joker like wreaks havoc, and Robin's parents die, and Robin's like trying to get Joker like to kill him for what he did and Batman stops him and that's like the scene but it never like showed up in the movie I guess that I guess Tim Burton really didn't like Robin he was trying to find ways but ultimately like he was like no I don't really care about Robin so much um but he tried he tried to put him in and we'll talk more about Robin in the next one because he almost showed up in that one too um but uh overall um I like the movie it, once again, it started so much, it's a cultural phenomenon. Do I think it's a great movie? No, I don't. And I think uh, Jack Nicholson's great, and it's an iconic Joker in its own way. Um, and I like Batman. I like Michael Keaton as Batman. But I, I think as much as, it got so much right, right? Like the Gotham, the Batmobile, the look, the feel, the gothicness, it's all there. And even the camp. Like Ultimately, like Batman is, Ultimately, a silly concept. So it's fine to have camp in these movies sometimes, um, but but overall, I, I don't think they they quite yet tap into who Batman is, which I think is actually more important than some Batman movies think it, it is. You know, and, and I, I think they're so preoccupied with the villains because of because ha- it's the best rogues gallery in any superhero thing ever. But it's it's not just about the villains. This is Joker the movie. In a lot of ways, and but uh, but I but but I give it a seven out of ten. It's a it's a good, solid, fun movie. Um, even though I have issues with it, you you can't deny how how fascinating it is. Uh, what would you give it out of ten?
2: How many uh, how many uh, jokers are you giving this? Uh, dude, I'm. <laughs> how many Bob the Goons are you giving this? So I'm gonna give this nine jokers out of ten. Uh, I... No, nope, Bob the Goon. Bob the Goon, crap, crap. <laughs> oh, it's only seven Bob the Goons then. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give this uh, nine Bob the Goons out of ten. Nine um, Bob the Goons. I am. Wow. Dude, I lo- I really. No, yeah, I that's really, great. I really liked it, and I, I maybe it's because I wasn't expecting to like it so much, where I was like really fucking surprised. Um, but yeah, just a a good time, and honestly, uh, and. Yeah, I'll get into it with the with the next one because I don't yeah. want to. Yeah, but yeah, n- nine out of ten.
1: Yeah, so a little history before we jump into Batman Returns. So what was interesting about the start of making this next Batman movie? Because it's like, well, we gotta make another one. You know, like mm-hmm. the, it was so successful. Um, and Tim Burton didn't necessarily loved making Batman '89. Uh, he uh, and I'll quote him here. Uh, where he says i liked parts of it <laughs> but the whole movie is mainly boring to me it's okay <laughs> but it was more of a cultural phenomenon than a great movie <laughs> he also uh, wasn't crazy about the prince music and the script um which is super interesting because then he makes another one and it's like why did he make another one and here's why yeah. um because th- they basically convinced the studio warner brothers convinced tim burton like maybe the next one's more of a tim burton movie Maybe uh, maybe it's mm-hmm. not so much a maybe it's not so much a Batman movie or even a Batman centric movie. Maybe it's, maybe it's more of a Tim Burton movie, and that's what sold him. He was like, "Oh, I get to do whatever the hell I want." Oh yeah, here we go. He probably didn't say, "Oh
0: yeah, here we go," like I just did, but he might have. But maybe he did. You don't have it on record, so exactly that's say, true. I don't have a say. quote.
2: Who's who's to say? Yeah, you put quotes around it. Say Tim Burton, probably. Ah. yeah amazing also when i how do i like the movie more than the director likes the movie what the fuck
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's so weird it's crazy um but yeah so so he starts uh this movie he he casts michael keaton again and it was more it was more like will he do it again you know like he did it once you know because once again at this time it wasn't super normal to be like oh yeah he'll come back for the sequel you know, now it's like, well, Robert Downey Jr. is going to do 10 movies. But like, but back in back in the day, it was like Michael Keaton doing another one. Like he already did it once, you know, like that doesn't that doesn't happen a lot or it, it didn't happen a lot back then. Um, but yeah, so they cast him again and it was more like, hey, you know, do you want, let, let's just focus on the strengths that we, we we the pros, the strengths that we did in that movie and just like just do more of it. You know, like, let's not expand per se, but let's just do what was right. in the in the last one and just do it twofold in this one. Um, and I cast Danny DeVito as the penguin, the best, of, choice. Uh, the best <laughs> choice, maybe ever. <laughs> uh, a, a lot of makeup and we'll talk uh, specifically about his performance very soon. But, um, but like, yeah, a lot of makeup, uh, he was in character even in between takes. He was very method and I don't think people mention that a lot, Um, but he was super method in this movie and he was just the penguin all the time, which I think is very funny. (laughs) I think it's fucking hilarious. Um, And what's interesting too is that Annette Benning was going to be Catwoman.
0: Wow, I didn't know that. Uh,
1: She she was replaced obviously by Michelle Pfeiffer uh, because she was pregnant. And so, like, Tim Burton, like, got a call from her, like, hey, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and Tim Burton was like, wow, congratulations, great. You're in the back of his mind, he was like, great, you're not in the movie.
2: <laughs> He's like, great, uh, that's not sexy, so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Pregnancy is sexy. <laughs> Don't even explain it. Catwoman's pregnant in this movie. Yeah, Come on, pregnant, you cowards. Has a litter.
0: She has a litter, okay. She
1: has a litter for the babies.
0: Six and she has she has uh eight boobs. Eight <laughs> boobs. See? See, it could've
1: worked. <laughs> it could have worked. That's even sexier, I think. Um but yeah, so that was super interesting because then Pfeiffer uh she got like three million dollars for the movie, um which is two million more than what Benning was offered. But yeah, I like this movie a lot more than the the I, first one. I I I think the mm, I I think even though there's less Batman in this movie I think when he's on he's better and, and not to say that once again uh, those problems that I mentioned in 89 go away no they're still there he kills he you know he's this and that but like but maybe I just like accepted it more when I watched this movie but like yeah I just uh, appreciated uh uh, Keaton's Batman more in this movie like he had some funny lines he had some cool moments but once again it's not really his movie it's really Daniel Vito and Michelle Pfeiffer's movie oh easy and uh, I like the gothic vibes even more I think it's I, I think it's actually even better looking than the first one uh, the the Christmas vibes the visuals it's just like like every like they had models and and they did uh, with the other one too I'm not saying they didn't have models they, they had A model for example in 89 very specifically when the batwing uh, crashes that's a model and that's really cool looking like even to this day but anyway there's so many models in batman returns there's so many practical effects that are just super impressive i I just watched this behind the scenes thing last night uh, on the dvd because i have the dvd of batman returns uh the 4k uh dvd and and they just explains like you know all the the practical effects they did in this movie and it's like mind blowing it's like one, they they can't do this now because everything's CGI, but also two, like, wow, they literally made all that. Like when the, for example, when the ice princess falls to her death, when she's falling, that's a model. She's falling in slow motion, and the model, the real model's behind her. It's amazing. It's like that it's like a two second shot, but it's like, wow, they put so much effort into that. And infamously, the last shot is, like, completely practical and, like, a last-minute thing where we see that Catwoman's alive at the end. That's not Michelle Pfeiffer. That's a double. Um, the the studio was like, we, we got to keep her alive. Like, uh, can you do this real quick? And it was like, like, I don't know, like, ten days before, like, the deadline. Uh, and, and so, like, they got a double. At first, they had an animatronic, like, Michelle Pfeiffer do that. It didn't quite work, so they got a double. But, like... That last shot where it, like it moves up to the all the buildings and everything like that's right. all practical and super last minute and it's like super impressive. But uh, but but overall, yeah, I like this movie a lot more. I think it's fun. It's it's campy. It's campier. It's weirder. It's darker. It's grosser. It's more of a Tim Burton movie, and I think that's why I like it more. Yeah. I think it, as as so many people didn't like this movie back then and and still don't because of how weird and gory and horny it is. And I get that. I get it. It's not for everyone. (laughs) But also, maybe every superhero movie doesn't need to be for everyone, which I like. (laughs) You know, I like that it's pure Tim Burton. The performances are great, especially Pfeiffer and DeVito, which we'll talk about. Um, So, just to quickly say my rating now, uh, I give it an 8 out of 10. I think it's it's a blast. It's one of the funnest most entertaining Batman movies, but also it ends on a dark and haunting note, which we'll talk about. But uh, Albert, your thoughts on Batman Returns.
0: I mean, I grew up watching this one a lot. I don't, the, just the DVD cover is like very iconic to me. And like, I get immediately like a sense memory reaction to the, to the DVD VHS cover. I mean, I think what you're saying is right. Like Tim Burton with the first Batman was trying to make a studio movie with Tim Burton flair. This is like, Tim Burton his his like DNA and thumbprint is just all over it. It is amazing. And I the exactly the models are just my favorite part of the whole thing. Um when well, we're getting the intro into the zoo and that whole like little, you know, what is that? I think that's a drone that goes or something of that sort going through a little model. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's just amazing for something of that time and even the little models we get during the Selena Kyle breakdown of um the the black spray paint on the dollhouse is just it's very immersive and when you make things so small and you put them on such a large scale it really forces us to kind of become part of that world in such an amazingly visceral way and i i can't say enough good things about the way a lot of the filmmaking is done in this movie and the way and i, I love a Listen, I love a gory, gross, horny Batman movie. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and I'll get, I'll get to the. Obviously, we'll get to the Selena Kyle and the Cobblepot stuff later. Um, but I, I love, I love the way they're in this movie. They're my favorite characters in the movie by far. And I just think it's a blast. Also, much like how people argue that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, Batman Returns, I would say, is a Christmas movie. It comes on right after Elf. Oh <laughs> yeah. <Hell> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing.
2: Yeah, no. Um I also I like this movie uh more too. Um it you guys are right. Uh it's more of a Tim Burton movie obviously. It's weird and it makes me uncomfy sometimes and oh. I like that like specifically between um, Cobblepot and uh, Catwoman. And it's just like, oh, like, and Danny DeVito, what a performance. Like when, say, uh, uh, um, Nick, when we found out that he was nominated for a Razzie for this performance. no waste, DeVito, what? Yeah, Yeah, and it's, it's like, true, it's true. Yeah, and it's like, what are you talking about? His performance is really freaking good. And like, yeah, the whole movie just makes me uncomfortable. And I also like that we use Michael Keaton less. I do because it makes more sense with this character. It does.
1: Uh, So how many uh, bloody noses are you getting this?
2: Oh, my dudes. My dudes. Ten. Ten? Wow. I I was walking home last night and I was like, you know, I think that's one of my favorite superhero movies of all time. I really do. It's up there with like Spider-Man 2. It really is. I
1: mean, I do, I do love it though. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just shocked to give it a tip, But that's great.
2: <laughs> well, I really can't think of anything that's like wrong. Like, what would I change? I don't think I would change anything.
1: I do have some gripes, which, will, which I, I think Albert, you probably do too, uh, which we will talk about. But I, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's so. I think it's, yeah, it's so much better than the first one, and, and it, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's just a mood and a, and a vision as we talked about. Which, once again, I love in my superhero cape shit.
2: Yeah, and also it makes me upset that it's not a trilogy. It makes yeah. me really upset.
1: Well, technically it is. I mean, forever, It look, it, it's different actors, but it's supposed to be in the same continuity.
2: I just, I can't, maybe, who knows? I haven't seen it, so who knows? Maybe I'll like it. But it's just like, where's Michael Keaton then? Get, get, like, ready get out Jake of here. Gary i'll probably love that i will
1: yeah um but uh how many bloody noses are you giving this albert
0: i give i give it eight bloody noses easy yeah. i love i love this movie a lot
1: yeah so what was interesting uh before we talk about like some of the performances is that robin once again was supposed to be in this movie marlon waynes
0: was supposed to play robin oh uh, yeah
1: and, not and enough th-
0: talk about the black representation that was supposed to be in these movies black oh yeah harvey and we'll and we'll talk about harvey Dent. yeah exactly Wait. black harvey Dent. Wait.
2: sorry marlon waynes was supposed to be robin yeah <laughs> Fuck. there's you can go online right now and you
1: can see his scrapped toy line are you serious they made
2: toys I can't. I can't wait. I can't. I think they white. I think they put
1: white on it too. (laughs) Oh god, that's fucked up. I know it's fucked up. No, they were like, wait, (laughs) it was like, ooh, (laughs) yikes. But it's clearly supposed to be his face, and they put white on it.
2: Oh yeah, they did.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's like not even like subtle. No. 'cause then i think eventually they they released the toys but
2: it was more like oh this
1: is just robin from all the other yeah there it is that was you know? supposed to
2: be it and then this oh my bro i'm pretty sure i ha- like i had this like <laughs> i'm pretty sure this is what they ended up selling
1: yeah that's oh. that's it yeah it's fascinating <laughs> it's fascinating <laughs> that's
0: fucked up yeah it's really fucked it's up
1: it's fucked up dude but yeah so he was supposed to be in this movie he was cast and and he's i think still getting money to this day because he's not in those movies like he was getting he's getting paid to not be in them (laughs) that's some that's goals and speaking of uh uh contracts and being paid and everything so yeah you you mentioned before albert that billy d williams is in the first one as harvey Dent, and harvey Dent obviously becomes two-faced one of the best uh batman villains of all time and that would have been super interesting to see but instead for batman forever and yeah we'll talk about this now but um but uh you know obviously tommy lee jones plays Two Face in that movie, and once again he had a contract to like play him, you know. So it's like, what do they do? They well, uh, we'll give you a lot of money and we'll you know let go of that contract, give you a bunch of money so we can get Tommy Lee Jones to play him. Mm. But I think Billy D. Williams as Two Face, it's one of those ideas or one of those like concepts that it's like, well, we're never gonna see it, but oy, what could have been you know yeah
0: sure
2: that's what i thought was gonna happen like because i didn't know anything about these movies so i was like oh shit he's gonna play two-face that's gonna be crazy how have i not heard about this and so i, I, I was disappointed yeah,
0: i haven't heard about
2: it <laughs> yeah I was however, like, however he does play lego
1: two-face in the lego batman movie
0: it's batman. not a big role
1: it's not a big role
0: but he does play him in the movie still though that's a little movie. nod a little nod to that
1: yeah i like that but anyway, so let's talk very specifically about uh, Christopher Walken first, actually. He plays Max Shrek, an, an original character. He's not a character in the comics or any other Batman thing. Uh, I think he's absolutely hilarious in this movie. Uh, on paper, he's just like the, the greedy businessman, right? And that's right. that's about it. But because it's... The greedy businessman character played by Christopher Walken and makes it so much better (laughs) and it's it's like whatever like once again like any other actor could have been a really generic role but because it's Christopher Walken it's like kind of perfect and he has these lines that once again probably aren't really funny on paper but because he's saying it in his way it's hilarious. So I, I really dig his performance in the movie. It's Once again, it's not as big as the other villains, but he's really actually, in, in, a, in a way, the real villain of the movie. Cuz he kinda propels everything and, and all these villains are kinda tortured or this or that or whatever because of him. Right. So, uh So it's interesting. And so stock bad guy, but it's Christopher Walken. So it's like super interesting and funny and, yeah, it's just really funny. It's great stuff. And he's scary. And he's actually scary. He has a, he looks like, uh, I don't know like Vincent van Gogh with that hair and like he has those like those circles under his eyes and when he's staring at Catwoman in that scene in Batman Returns I was like whoa he's like scary like he's funny he's scary he, he it's a it's a really fun performance.
0: Yeah I mean I, I love the dynamic between him and Selena Kyle you know I think that's like a very compelling part of the movie. Um, yeah I agree I, I think I think just every time I watch it, I'm like, let's get to Catwoman and Penguin, you know, every time he's on he's on screen. He's obviously an important part. I also like the dynamic between him and Penguin. I think that's just fucking like (laughs) in what world do we see Christopher Walken and Danny DeVito on stage? That's less about the characters, more about the actors, but I I think, yeah, I think they do a good job and just, he's a, he's, in my mind, he's not so much a character. He's like a plot device, but Christopher Walken makes him a character, like you've been saying, and that's compelling to watch is it my favorite part of the movie no but he's a he's a fun he's a fun set piece <laughs> for me yeah and uh, and i uh, and, uh,
1: and i love at the end he's like bruce wayne why he dressed up as batman <laughs> <laughs> is
2: batman you moron
0: uh hunter you gotta love a dumb villain
2: yeah um christopher walken's fucking iconic like when when Michael Keaton's talking to him about something and he literally just goes yawn and then he turns around <laughs> at the end of the conversation. It's so good. It's, like, it's so great. And like, yeah, anybody like, and I'm sure there's a few people that would have played it and it would have been fine. But like anybody else, and it's like a throwaway character. Um, and Nick, how you're saying he is scary. Like when he pushes Selena Kyle, um, yeah, that is scary. out of the window and like, cause I didn't think he was going to do it too. He fooled me. I was like, Oh, like what a weirdo. Like he's laughing and he wasn't going to do it, but he was pretending. And then he fucking goes back and he does it. And it was like, damn, like it, I felt that. Um, so yeah, he was, uh, he was one of my favorite parts about it. Like I liked that he wasn't like a villain, but he was like, it was basically like him um, uh, Cobblepot and Catwoman, like those were the three villains, you know. But he was kind of—he was pulling, the he was sorry.
1: Uh, j- just to work on on what you're saying, I, I, he's probably the least sympathetic.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, he definitely is. He he's like, he's like Geppetto pulling the strings. You know what I mean? Yeah, which I which I liked.
1: Hell yeah. Um. So, uh, Dan Devito, my boy. Um. So. I, I think he's unrecognizable in this, even though it's so Danny DeVito, he, he looks and feels unrecognizable. And that's why I think I like this movie better than Batman 89 is because like Jack Nicholson is just playing himself as the Joker. And I love that. And I think it's really funny, but there's not much to it besides that. But Danny DeVito as Penguin. Like he's a character, you know, like he's like playing a character. That has pathos, and is he like the deepest villain in any in any superhero movie? No, um, but he does like have a, a bit of a, a, of a tragedy to him. Like he he is like, you know he he was born in the sewers. He just wants to know his name and who his parents are, and you know obviously at the end of the day he's just a terrible person that. You know, it's just so greedy and and awful and everything. But there is a little bit of sadness there, where it's like, well, he is who he is, but he kind of is who he is because of society and because of the way he was treated, because of how he looks. He's a real freak, and he says that in the movie, like Batman, like you're just you're just uh, you're just upset that I'm a real freak and you're not. You have to wear a mask to be a freak,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's like an interesting thing there. Do I wish they flesh it out more than they do? Sure. But there's something there, and and his performance is mesmerizing. It's gross, but in a great way. He's eating real raw fish all the time, and it's great. (laughs) You know, McDonald's at the time was telling Warner Brothers, like, we can't make happy meals out of this. And, like, he just waddles around, but, like, once again, he's in his own world. Like, he's not just, like, being weird. He's, like, I don't know, like, looking around, like, just, like, reacting to things just as his version of Penguin would. It's not Dane DeVito. It's the Penguin, you know? And and obviously in the comics and in other iterations like Burgess Meredith's uh, Penguin, um, you know, he's more like high society like gangster, where he's like, you know, he pretends he's all that in a bag of chips. He's like really regal, but like behind the scenes, he's also like, I kill them all, I'm a gangster. You know, I have this crime syndicate. Well, in this one, once again, because it's like a Tim Burton movie, this is a Tim Burton version of Penguin. So like he's a literal, freak like a like a mutated penguin f- guy and it's just like once again it's fascinating like, no other version of penguin is like this and that's why i i, I love it. it it's uh it's funny it's dark it's it's just over the top enough um every scene he's in i i giggle at least a little bit like he's he's so good in this uh yeah he's 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 mesmerizing
0: I mean, <laughs> the way movie- he eats that raw fish baby mm. yeah yeah Albert I mean people talk about Frank Reynolds so much with Danny DeVito and that's I feel like that's Danny DeVito's Joker like that's like that's like Danny DeVito being himself just being a fucking crazy fool but I mean he, he's really playing a character in the in the Penguin and I yeah no he's not completely fleshed out but I really sympathize with him think his character is beautiful honestly in many ways as it is gross because I like tear up when he when the Penguins carry him away at the end. I'm like, oh, my God, thats he's never been really immersed in the human world because of the way his circumstances set him up. And he's just trying to get ahead. He does it in so many awful ways, obviously, but it's very sympathetic. And I think part of that speaks to the way Tim Burton set it up, but a lot of it speaks to the way Danny DeVito played the character. The raw fish is just incredible. <laughs> the danger a lot of these actors put themselves in for this movie is like beyond I know that the chimp in the movie, like, almost, like, castrated him, from what I understand. Like... Yeah, uh, so I, I put this on my
1: Instagram story because I thought it was so funny. But, yeah, so, like, there's just that little scene with the monkey. Little scene. So little. It's such a small scene where, like, Batman uh, uh, writes a note and monkey gives Penguin the note, right? And that's the scene. But, like... But Danny DeVito describes it like, well, he was in character, so he's like not just gonna take the note from the monkey. He's gonna be like, and, <laughs> and that scared the monkey, and 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 so they they had a bit of friction on set. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But apparently, they're good friends now.
0: The way Tim Burton sets it up with just having this beautiful immersive world with that zoo, I I just can't get enough of that sh- that whole sequence and the way that he has this beautiful relationship with the penguins. He's awful in so many ways and gross and disgusting and hard to look at, but that makes me sympathize with him even more. He's like this kind of Quasimodo figure in the movie. It's like Quasimodo gone rogue, you know? Um, yeah. But I, I love him and I love that fucking propelling, propelling uh, umbrella. That is just the best, best. Yeah, iconic.
1: Uh, I, yeah,
0: Hunter
2: yeah um like i mentioned before like his performance is really great um i i love what they do with the umbrellas like having and i told you this nick like having seen adam west's batman um and that show with burgess meredith and like the umbrellas just made it so much better like how like there were guns and like he was flying away like mary poppins and stuff like that it was bonkers um but yeah, just a great performance. And it, it really, um, as you said, he's unrecognizable. And it really makes me wonder why he was nominated for a Razzie. I was like...
0: Disrespectful.
2: It's just like... They didn't don't...
1: understand.
2: Yeah, it's like they don't they don't get it. They don't get it. Which is so weird. Because I was like, dude, did he get nominated for an Oscar? What's going on here? <laughs> like, why doesn't this man have an award for this show or this movie? Um, yeah, just really fun. And it... Again, he's like Jack Nicholson scared me as the Joker at points. He's Danny DeVito scares me as Penguin.
1: Uh Catwoman, guys. Michelle Pfeiffer plays Catwoman in Batman Returns. I'm going to start with you, Albert.
0: I mean, first of all, Smoke, just a smoke show. I love Michelle Pfeiffer in this role. She's I think she's sexy. She's At first, timid and shy, and then we get this, like, crazy, dangerous vixen. Um, And again, another person who, like, didn't have to commit to the role the way that she did, but it made it so much better. However, she's a fucking freak because she put that live fucking bird in her fucking mouth. That's right. That's, like, real. That's a real thing that she fucking did. And she did it several times. And Tim Burton says he's never been more, like, scared and impressed by somebody in his life. Which... Which I think also speaks to the character, though, is that, like, she was first this timid, shy girl, very pretty, very, but not very confident. And then all of a sudden she has this death and then this rebirth. And everything is... She knows that life is something that is fleeting, but she also knows that, like, from death comes rebirth. So I think you kind of see the way that she plays with all these risks during it. And that makes her so much sexier and so much more intriguing as a character. Um, Something just to kind of foil her with the penguin is this kind of interesting parallel they make between animals and humans. Like they were both people who were rejected by society and rejected by the humans of the world. And then they had this kind of figurative death or literal death for her, I guess. And then they're brought back by animals. And I think that kind of speaks tim burton and the actors had this beautiful way of kind of showing how you know humans are the animals right and they uh
1: Mm -hmm.
0: just i don't know the way that that is shown by their relationship to animals is very very interesting i don't know if they meant it to be that deep that's just what i took from it um but they she plays they both play this very kind of primal thing and she is like cat like in the way that she taunts Bruce and deflects Bruce. And I love their relationship so much more than the Vicki Vale relationship of the first movie. There's just such, again, cat cat and a mouse scheme right? Between them and it's sexy, it's enticing, it's amazing. Again, I can't get enough of that dollhouse sequence as well. Her and Penguin both have these amazing miniature model sequences that I just love and you know, she's she's just the best. She's the best Catwoman, I think. No, Holly, Holly Berry had no cigar. Ooh, couldn't hold a candle. Or, uh, or Anne Hathaway for you? No, I, I mean Anne Hathaway had some really good moments, but I like Michelle Pfeiffer's the best. We'll see about Zoe Kravitz though. Yeah, we'll I have see. High hopes. Something that new movies don't get are the are the trope of what Selena Kyle has, where she's goes from being this timid. Uh, can't really speak up for herself character into this like badass bitch, you know? Um, and I think that's what movies like Wonder Woman... My, I don't even know. 1984. Four. Okay, I didn't know. They don't get it right with Cheetah, and they want it to be like this... I mean, there's just too much going on in that movie, honestly. But they want it to be like, oh, she's so timid, and then she turned into this like really cool person. But there's just... It just lacks the complexity and backstory, and adequate filmmaking to Also also at sure. the end of the day it's just not as
1: entertaining.
0: It's just simply not as entertaining at all.
2: And also it's just uh, it's just not as sexy. All right. It's just
0: not sexy. It's just it's you find just a sexy. sexy cat woman. Make me yeah. feel things for a cat. Come on. Like a, come that on. Just, that was like make, a quintessential sexual awakening I think for me as like a kid watching show. Oh yeah, me too. But
2: make me scared and make me horny, okay? <laughs>
0: That's what I. If I don't see a pigeon stuffed in Kristen Wiig's mouth, and she's not doing it. Right? <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I mean, obviously, I agree with everything you just said, Albert. It's um, it's probably my favorite performance of the movie, and it's probably one of the best performances I've ever seen in a superhero movie. Yeah, uh, it's really that good, and I think people forget that because now we've had all these other Batman movies and shows and whatnot. But I think what she does, especially, is something really special. It, it's, it, it's like, I don't know, momentous. <laughs> just the way, like, she plays her in this. Where it's, like, yeah, well, it's so crazy and sexy, as you said. And, and just, like, obviously, she's just, like, beautiful. But, like, at first, like, yeah, she's, like, really timid. And we, we talked about this before, Hunter, about, about like, villains, like, starting, like, like, kind of quote-unquote losers, and they're, like, timid and nerdy and whatever, and then they become, like, you know, crazy villains and whatever. I think this is the best example of that trope. This is the best way to do it. This is how you do it. It's yeah. it's so extreme in a great way where, like, she is this way, and then this crazy, terrible thing happens, and, and it's it kind of makes no sense. It's kind of hilarious, but it's great anyway, where, yeah, like, like, you know, all the cats here. surround yeah. her, and they start, like eating her fingers and she's like she's twitching her eyes and it's like what's going on <laughs> but it doesn't it's matter amazing. it's amazing though exactly it doesn't matter because she becomes catwoman and yeah. it, does she really have nine lives maybe i don't know and it's just kind I of like, it's like but it's also fun. like i love that it's like mysterious it's like maybe she is like supernatural maybe she's not maybe she's just really fucking lucky and crazy i i kind of want to believe the latter but like you could obviously like argue like no she's like she has nine lives and she's this like weird cat actual cat like person
0: like she's yeah it's she she has such like this arcane connection to the cats and it's very intriguing yeah exactly
1: and they don't explain it and i like that they don't explain it yeah for sure i actually do and it's very different from the comics again and but i think once again because it's tim burton's version like it actually makes it in some ways better (laughs) you know than some other iterations because like you know, in the comics and everything, she's just a burglar, you know, she's a burglar and she wears a a sexy cat costume and that's more or less it. I mean, obviously there's, there's always that kind of commentary about, you know, uh, society and like, you know, uh, the, the poor stealing from the rich and everything like that. But that's not really what they're dealing with here. It's more just like about her as a person, like, like you know feminism in in like a really interesting way where it's like no she like takes a hold of her life and she becomes this murderous crazy you know cat woman but like hey at least she's taking control of her life you can argue you know whether she's a good guy or a bad guy or not but like hey it's like empowering in a really fun way <laughs> mm-hmm. and and so i love the way she's craziness and and also when she's like first Catwoman she goes to shrek's like department store and she's whipping all those mannequins she does that all she whips all the heads off right all in one take she did that all in one tape
2: she's <laughs> which amazing. is amazing Where- she's
1: amazing
0: <laughs> she's amazing but there's nobody like michelle pfeiffer
1: yeah it's it's incredible it's uh but also she's sad just like just like penguin like she's not just like this way like she's she has a lot of sympathetic qualities too because at the end of the day you know even though she she's definitely like an anti-hero but like she does have shades of complexity with especially with the relationship she has with Bruce Wayne and uh and uh their relationship as you said is much better uh than the Vicki Vale relationship because they're both kind of fucking nuts and they're both like shit I got to go uh how do I pretend to like I don't know, get out of here, because I need to be Batman. She's thinking the same thing, like, oh, I gotta go. I, I gotta be Catwoman, you know? Yeah. The, so the struggle of, like, being this persona, and being just Bruce, or just Selina, is interesting. And I think by the end, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman chooses Catwoman over Selina. She kind of snuffs out that personality once and for all after. She chooses revenge instead of you know, not or you know, sparing his uh Shrek's life. Which is why it's ultimately tragic, and that's why I love the ending. It's one of my favorite Batman endings because it's a tragic ending. Most yeah. Batman stories, most great Batman stories anyway, don't end happily. Actually, a lot of them, a lot of the great ones end pretty sadly. And it's all about how these people will never change, and how we're in a rut, and how maybe Batman's not such a great thing to do. Oh well. <laughs> And it's great. And it's like, you you know, obviously there's, you know, there's, there's so much complexity behind like Batman, like is, should he even be Batman in this movie specifically? Maybe not. (laughs) The, the answer is maybe he shouldn't be Batman. Maybe he's actually doing worse, uh, than, uh, maybe he's doing more bad than good. And that's the point Hunter you're looking confused and that's the point is that like maybe
2: no like, no no maybe batman <laughs> I so.
1: is it no because batman's kind of sort of a not a bad bad guy but he's not much different from the villains because he kills people too and that's i think especially in this one that's the point is that like they're all kind of screwed up and you you kind of see like Penguin screwed up because of this catwoman screwed up because of this batman screwed up because of this they're all like tortured souls trying to find some way to control their lives and is is it a healthy way to, is it the most healthy way to do that no <laughs> but but you know obviously there's a complexity there but i think at the end of the day it's like oh man like catwoman she chooses revenge and she pays for it and she's catwoman now she's she'll never be selena again and that's what we end the movie on and bruce wayne's alone again you know that that's what we end the movie on and that's great
2: yeah i i I agree with, like, because there is a question of that, like, oh, like, is Batman the right thing to do? But I ultimately, I, th- I think it's a yes. Because, I mean, t- to quote Matthew McConaughey in True Detective, the world needs bad men. They keep the other bad men from the door. Not that Batman's, like, a good man. Or, like, you know what I mean? But he also saved a lot of lives from penguin trying to blow up the he didn't save anyone there. though
1: that's the point of this batman is that he's yes, kind he of like an anti-hero
2: i disagree penguin was gonna shoot rockets and go we don't see air. any
1: scenes where batman saves people
2: Yes, we do. He like literally re- he redirects the the rockets from Gotham Square that saves millions of people. Sure, that's like wow. a
1: very like basic like okay, I don't want everyone to die, but like, that's not, that's but not like, basic. but you know, it, I mean, it is. I mean, that's the point. It's not. It, 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 it is.
2: <laughs> How is that basic? He saves thousands. Of we don't. People.
1: We don't get any scenes where Batman saves an
2: individual. We don't. Uh, the individual. Okay. You don't really
1: feel that way. You no, don't. I don't feel that way.
2: I, oh. I, I guess I see what you're saying. But the
1: point is but, is that they're all, like, messed up.
2: Yes. Every I, character,
1: I, even Batman himself, is messed up and will never change. And that's – for this iteration of Batman, that's really tragic.
2: Yeah, but not but not equally messed up. There's Sure, a but they're all
1: messed up. Sure. I mean, Batman's yeah, not, that, like, an all – like, a well, super-duper yes, villain. But, like, he is, like – not making healthy choices. He's killing people. He's, he's, Uh, you know, he, I think the point of these movies is that like, if we made another one, which mm-hmm. unfortunately I don't think we will. Actually, I, I kind of feel this way, the way you feel about the Andrew Garfield uh, Spider-Man movies, actually. I like mm-hmm. these movies because they're a little different and because Batman makes so many mistakes in this and like he's getting closer and closer to being just as bad as these other guys not quite but like you know like he could you know there's sides to him but like yeah overall <laughs> like there, there's a there's a lot to say about this batman at, at least in this one where it's like maybe maybe he really shouldn't be batman and maybe that's not exactly the right uh course for him that maybe he should be more bruce wayne he should like use his resources to help the
0: city than be batman
2: see i just i disagree with or sorry albert you go ahead no but
0: i mean i i'm I'm just trying to kind of see where both of you are coming from because i do agree with what hunter's saying that he saves a lot of people but are you saying nick that he's kind of like not sacrificing something of himself to save people is that what you're kind of getting at like he's not
1: i think we need more scenes of him saving people you know just in general because i don't know are you guys even pulling examples out i i, I feel like, like like christopher reeve's superman for example you see so many scenes of him like you know picking people up yeah. helping people he's saving the day he's helping people
0: right i guess and I, I think the what
1: point mean. sorry I, I i'll get to you in a second sorry um but but the point of these movies a little bit not completely i think some of it is unintentional but like some of it but some of it is saying especially in returns like he's a messed up guy and and that like he maybe you really shouldn't be batman maybe all the time like maybe you know maybe he's not
0: doing enough i'm the guest i'm playing switzerland i'm gonna
2: <laughs> no i see what you're saying and i i don't disagree because if you
0: if you give me scenes no, wait, where hope...
1: he saves people I'll, I'll shut my mouth
2: no yeah. no, no i but I, I i think i disagree with um the the message that he shouldn't be that batman is a bad idea because if if there was no batman then joker would have like taken over the fucking city and so would have penguin you know what i mean well obviously
1: obviously what i feel about batman is different i think batman i i think on paper at least yeah the a batman should exist in this in this in these like yeah. movies and shows but i'm saying that the in these movies like returns especially is that like it's not a squeaky clean like totally he's he's being batman totally for more reasons and i think that's interesting i'm i'm kind of liking that you know I've, i'm not i'm not yeah. giving i'm not giving it a knock kind of like how you said about andrew garfield spider-man like oh i like that he's not perfect that that's how i feel about keaton's batman i think <laughs> he's not my favorite iteration but i do like that you know he, there is a bit of a tim burton messed upness to him that i like i agree i agree all i'm saying is that tim Burton's batman maybe should be doing more yeah, and I think the point is by the end of the movie is that these people will never change and oi, how tragic is that? That the point is like they'll they're set in their ways. Catwoman will always be Catwoman, Batman will always be Batman, Penguin is dead because he was who he was. And I think and I find that interesting and I it was more I I found more reasons to like Batman Returns than I like than previous watches. Like I like this one uh much more than i did before so I, I i highly recommend batman returns it's actually one of my new favorite batman movies so i i i enjoyed it i enjoyed it too oh yes <laughs> very good uh albert any any final thoughts on these movies and mike keaton's batman um
0: I, th- I think i said what i had to say about michael keaton in this in the other film but I, again i like him more in this movie what what you guys said, he's kind of featured less, but I love his dynamic with Selena a lot. um I do just want to say something else about Catwoman is that I love, I, did, I forgot to say this, I love the costume design for her as well. I think it's such a beautiful portrayal of her as a person. You kind of have this fractured psyche, you have this like sewn up shoddy suit, and there's, you know, she has a fractured relationship with. With, with humans, you know, and animals. And she has a fractured relationship with Catwoman and Selena Kyle. So I just loved it. I love the way that that's represented in such a clear way in her costume. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think this movie has a lot to say on society and what's wrong and what's good or lack thereof in terms of the good. Um, and I think, that's beautifully mirrored by these like two animalistic villains. I think every human watching it is kind of, every person watching it is kind of like, huh, I'm part of a system that's causing problems and um, I'm the bad guy, The, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: amazing. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I and I like Batman 89, but it, it, it got actually worse watching it again the opposite of Batman Returns. It was better this time for me. Uh, but I, I, once again, I find these two movies fascinating. It started so much. Uh, Michael Keaton's Batman Is iconic and as I said before you know just one of those roles that like will forever be in movie film history Mm -hmm. Um, but do I still have a lot of problems with them yes but I think Returns is better because it's a Tim Burton movie and that's why I can be like okay this is Tim Burton's Batman right this isn't like my definitive Batman and that's okay especially in Returns I think like it fits more with like okay they're all Tim Burton characters they're all crazy and murderous but also fun and entertaining and you know, and, and and so cool and fun to watch. So I, I, and, and Michelle Pfeiffer, ooh, what a performance, right, boys? Hubba
2: hubba
0: yeah.
1: Hubba hubba, but also, uh, but huh, also here's an Oscar.
2: Hubba, <laughs> But also, also me, but also meow. Meow. <laughs> it's
1: meow. meow. Uh, guys, uh, Hunter.
2: Did you say your final thoughts already? I didn't. Um, but Go I ahead. I mean, very very short um, conclusion. Uh, Michael Keaton's the best Batman.
0: Wow. And that's it. Wow.
2: He's my Batman, dude. Maybe that'll change in this miniseries, but Michael Keaton, dude, what a what a guy, what a Bruce Wayne. All right, I love it. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I can um, tell the disgust by your faces. You no, guys' faces. Like, no, no. my, biggest,
0: my biggest gripe with Michael Keaton, is how does that suit come on? Especially when he rips it off, when he rips off the mask. I forgot to talk at the end of this movie in the sewers. I'm like, how do you put that on? Is that like latex? Do you have to get it melded to yourself every time? You put
1: it? Mm. Also, he can't move his neck, which is pretty funny.
0: <laughs> no, no mobility.
2: Bro, he doesn't need it. Christian Bale needs the mobility. I think he needs oh. the. Michael Keaton can beat people up without even. <laughs> at him.
1: You know what? I will. I will agree with you that like when he's still, it really works. You yeah, know yeah, when he's yeah. just standing there, being mysterious mm-hmm. and scary and cool, it really works. Michael Keaton, Batman, baby. So you know, Tim Burton was jazzed to do another Batman movie. Actually, he wanted to do another one, and so he went to Warner Brothers and pitched them some ideas about another Batman movie, a third Batman movie. And then Warner Brothers went, oh, but don't you wanna make something else? You know, something more small scale again, something more like that. And then Tim Burton knew, oh, you don't want me for the next one. And then Tim Burton was done. And not too long after that, Michael Keaton was too. Um, Albert Nelthrop, thank you so much for being such a wonderful guest.
0: Of course. <laughs> I can't shut up. But thanks, no, 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 no! And, <laughs> oh, no, been... I, I love your it's thoughts,
1: dangerous. Albert. I love your thoughts. Uh, you, you're a uh, you're a funny guy. Oh no,
2: it's been a joy.
1: You're a thoughtful guy. Uh, you're a great guest. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thank you, sir.
1: And uh, Hunter, next episode is Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. We're gonna be talking oh. about uh val kilmer and clooney next week baby wow yeah you
2: excited I'm, I'm excited for george clooney with the bat nips but val <laughs> kilmer i'm not really excited for you excited for the nips i'm excited for the nips
0: <laughs> i get it i get it there's something to behold
2: there is and it's different dude it's different um but val kilmer i don't know i don't know he's a great actor yeah as batman i don't know we'll see we'll see,
1: we'll see. yeah all right thanks for listening folks we're on spotify we're on apple Podcasts. we're nyc actors talk film that's the name of our podcast this was our second episode of our mini-series nyc actors talk batman joey dalton thank you so much for the amazing artwork we have a website nyc actors talk film we have an instagram nyc actors talk film please rate review and subscribe
2: eat floor high fiber want to get nuts want to get nuts Let's get nuts. Oh, do you have some with nuts? (laughs) (laughs) You got any with nuts? Yes! I got nuts! Nuts, I'm nuts for
0: nuts. I'm nuts for nuts.